Again, blessings on your intentions. I hope you had a good week. Things were very nice here. Our grade school now is moving along two weeks in. And uh, our preschoolers showed up this week. So uh, three and four-year-olds. Wow, God bless those teachers. (laughs) Anyway, special blessings for all of our students and teachers as the year rolls along. Uh, The Acts Retreat, so we had a word about it. I just offer a personal word of invite. Uh, It's a wonderful retreat. Uh, Parishioners uh, reflecting on their faith journey. Parishioners offering the retreat to other parishioners. So I remember my sister at the lake joined uh, a ladies' group uh, some time ago. So the uh, Women's Acts Retreat is uh, early October, and the men's a retreat will be in April. So just a wonderful opportunity to have quiet time with the Lord and, of course, grow in faith. So special blessings on uh, that uh, effort. Of course, we pray for peace in our world, for uh, peace and healing in our Catholic Church, and especially an end to violence, especially uh, gun violence here in our St. Louis area, The you know, the children, police officers, so... We pray for an end to uh, violence in our world. Also, just an encouraging word about what we call the teardrop uh, ministry. There's a teardrop prayer service this afternoon. It's in memory of St. Monica. Remember her story. Uh, Monica was the mother of St. Augustine, but in his early days, while he cared not about the Lord and the spiritual life, had kind of fallen away you know, from the church. And Monica prayed daily, in fact, offered tearful prayers. And I think it was the bishop who said to her, well, the Lord will never reject uh, the tearful prayers of a mother. And of course, eventually, uh, Augustine came back or, you know, was converted, became the great Saint Augustine. So we all have family members, friends who uh, have either turned away from the church or have no church. You know, these days it's called the nuns, you know, the ones who have no uh, affiliation. So that's the prayer. So this afternoon, uh, everyone is invited. I think it's at 2 o'clock. It'll be led by Father Samuel. Uh, Oh, and also we remember families who bury their loved ones. We had some funerals here this week. So you'll hear the names, and we always remember those families. So again, blessings on your intentions. So the Lord heard the question this week in the gospel, you know, Lord, will only a few be saved? He was probably wondering about, am I going to be there? You know, will I make it to the kingdom? Uh, You may have heard Monsignor Leach has a great way of talking about who's going to be in heaven. Have you heard him tell the story? He says, well, the two surprises when you get to heaven. First surprise, that you're there. And then the second surprise, you know, well, some of the other people who are there, see, the ones who are driving you crazy. See, the Lord is, you know, merciful, compassionate, forgiving. We know not the ways of the Lord. But, of course, our Catholic Church is ecumenical these days. You know, in history, it was rather restrictive, you know, kind of brand X, don't belong to that denomination, see, there's no hope. 
Some denominations may still preach that rather exclusive approach. See here the first reading. I came to gather nations with every, under every language or the gospel. People will come from the east, the west, the north, the south, and they will recline at the heavenly table. Of course, our response, you know, to God's invitation is important. And that's the gospel here. It says Jesus was making his way to Jerusalem. You know, you could also say, oh, he was making his way to the cross. He was making his way to the narrow gate. Now, from the human point of view, we would say, don't go that way. Turn around. Remember what Peter said when Jesus talked about the cross? And Peter said, God forbid that any such thing ever happened to you, O Lord. And remember what Jesus said to him? See, get behind me, Satan. You were thinking, judging like, you know, human beings, not like God. I always think, well, how else are we supposed to think? Well, that's the importance of the anima Christi prayer. I like to say that prayer after communion, you know, to have, to take on the heart, the mind, the soul of Christ. So, of course, the second reading has a key to it. It's talking about discipline, which, of course, becomes the word disciple. Uh, in our grade school, they, their discipline method now is virtue-based restorative discipline. When there's an altercation, why the teachers then talk about, now, which virtue was lacking? Or which virtues should you practice to restore, see, your friendship, or at least to have a little peaceful coexistence. So you see, discipline, and of course, disciple. And so that's Jesus. See, unless you take up your cross and follow in my footsteps, you cannot be my disciples. Wow, what a narrow gate, see? Of course, I love the story of Bishop Zippel. Paul Zippel, remember, from St. Louis, eventually became a bishop of North Dakota. And uh, I may have shared this story, but he loved telling it. Uh, a man died and got to the pearly gates. There was St. Peter with a sign, 200 points needed to get in. And, of course, the man says, oh, well, I'm Catholic. And Peter says, 15 points. And the man starts thinking, yikes. Starts naming all the things, you know, I contribute to all the collections, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Peter says, good, 15 more points. And the man is now panicked and says to Peter, well, then all I can do is throw myself at the feet of the Lord and beg for his mercy. And Peter says, ah, 200 points. So remember, Jesus did tell that parable. Well, one guy was up in front of the temple listing all the things he did. Good. See? Remember the guy in the back? All he could say was, Wow, Lord, be merciful on me, a sinner. And Jesus said, That one is saved. 